Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with CJ Jones. We are here because we know we're supposed to be here. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to work this whole thing out for this podcast. We're depending on the Holy Ghost. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. How's it going? It continues to go. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) But she found out about the faithfulness of God earlier this week. Sure did. Sure did. I mean, he's. He's providing and he's coming through at those moments where it looks like, you know, nothing's going to happen. And you you reach that point of desperation where the only thing you can do is just pray and believe. Right. He sure did. He came through. That's the best place to be in because at that point, um, you know that your own method, your own methods or your own way of doing things isn't going to work. Right. And so that gives you, that leaves him free to come in and do what needs to be done. Right. He sure did. And I mean, and what a blessing it was. I mean, it was such a blessing and. Right on time. Right on time. Exactly on time. You know, cause it was, it was just at that very moment to where. Like when you don't know what the next step is, cause there really isn't a next step. <laughs> right. The next step is disaster if you don't have faith. Right. Yeah. So it was the result of, you know, many hours of of prayer and, and just thanking God for the answer and mm-hmm. knowing that he was going to bring it. And he, he certainly did. And it was definitely a faith booster. And was it something you would have figured out in your own mind? Absolutely not. See, I love it when he does that. <laughs> you know, I heard it said, and I, and I really... The, the longer I walk with him, the more I realize this. God has a million ways to get you out of whatever that you're dealing with. You'll only need one. That's right. <laughs> you only need one. Only one, and he will provide it. Mm-hmm. So it was an amazing, amazing start to the week. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been I've been thinking a lot about... Old Testament heroes and Old Testament characters. And, you know, the Old Testament is full of people who've made mistakes and God still, in spite of their mistakes, in spite of their failures, in spite of their weaknesses, he still made a way for them. He still did things for them. He still fulfilled promises for them. Right. And, you know... I was, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about Abram. You know, Abram was not even at 75 years old when he was told he was going to have a child. Did he wait until he had the child before, you know, let God provide? No. Mm-mm. No, he didn't. He ended up taking Hagar, which caused a whole you know, cause change the future for even into today. We still have the hate of Hagar uh, affecting the world. Right. That's true. And did God still f- fulfill his promise and bring a child? He did. He, he absolutely did. did. Even though Abram wasn't perfect. Right. It reminds me of something that I had read the other day, and I wish I could remember where I read it. But it was about... 
and it's something that I needed at the moment, you know, because God always does that, you know, at the he moment does. I need something, he, he speaks to me. So what he said was something along the lines of, you know, even when we're not faithful, God still is. It's absolutely and, true. Yeah. So, cause I had been feeling some conviction about, you know, something that I knew I was supposed to do and I hadn't done it. And sometimes when you're in that position, you start thinking, oh, you know, God is, God's just not going to use me. He's going to skip over me. He's upset with me. You start thinking all these really crazy things. And where does that come from? That comes from the enemy. We know that. I just want to make sure in case somebody didn't understand that listening for the yeah. first time, for instance. Yeah, that's right. So those thoughts come from the enemy. They're not from God. Um, and it wasn't too much longer after feeling like that, that this, I don't know if it was a post or if it was a, a video that I saw. I, I just can't remember, which is odd, but I, I can't remember what it was or where I saw it, but it was, you know, it was telling, it was saying, even when we make mistakes, even when we're not faithful, God still is, and he's still going to use you, you know? So, you know, get over feeling this way basically and move forward, you know, do what you got to do because I, I really was feeling horrible. I was feeling so horrible at that moment. And you know, you know, the enemy knows how to play us. Oh yeah. He absolutely knows how to play us. Did you know that he was trying to cause you to have a, a condemned heart? Yeah. Do you, do you know why? Because if I can feel condemned, then I won't do what I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm sure you've got something better than that. Well, I mean, you're, you're on the right track. I'm looking for the scripture. It's in 1 John. Um, give me a moment. Basically, the scripture is... Um, If your heart's condemned, you, you can't receive from God. Mm, I was right. Here it is. First John 3, verse 20. Uh, no, verse 19. And hereby we know that we are in the, of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not... Then have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Would you read that in yours? First John 3, 19 through um, 22. 22, yes. Okay. It says, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And it says in Hebrews 4 to come boldly to the throne of grace. That's right. 
and obtain. It doesn't say come boldly and then crawl on your hands and knees and hope God fulfills. Amen. I'm looking for that. You know, I'm, I'm not finding it right now. I know when, when Abraham and Lot went together and Lot and he got in strife and Abram said, you know, Abraham said, pick, pick your side. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. Because he didn't want to get into strife. Right. And we know that Lot ended up getting into being um, influenced by being in Gomorrah. Uh-huh. And there was a, there was a, and Moses and Abraham did the same thing. And both of them. In this story that I'm trying to find, and I can't find the reference for it at the moment, um, he he bargains with God. He says, well, surely you wouldn't destroy Gomorrah for the sake of any names and number. And God says, okay, for that number, for that number of people, if they're righteous people, I won't destroy Gomorrah. Right. And he brought it all the way down to 10 people. Mm-hmm. And God couldn't find 10 people. Right. And that's why Lot and his family had to leave. Yeah. Moses did the same thing. You know, people will say, well, you can't bargain with God. They had both understood their covenant and had such a relationship with the Lord that the Lord would allow them to change his mind. That is so awesome, isn't it? And it never, I hadn't thought about this in a long time, but Moses did the same thing. He said, you, you know, Lord, if you, if he owned he, Lord says, I'm going to destroy all these people because they're not listening to me. They're not remembering what I've done for them. They don't, they don't, they're not taking heed to what I'm saying. They weren't obeying him. They were disobedient in the wilderness. And Moses said, but Lord, if you do, you're long suffering, you're, you're merciful, you're kind, he names all compassion, he names all these things that the Lord is. He says, and if you do, if you do what you say you're going to do. That will destroy your image before before man, basically, is what he said. Right. And in both cases, the Lord <clears throat> repented. In other words, not repent as in, I did a sin. Repent means to change your mind or change direction. That's right. And both times, the Lord changed his mind based on the man of God going before him to plead his case like the court of heaven. Isn't that interesting how that falls in? No. But it does. It's pretty awesome stuff. It is. I mean, the Bible is just a really, it's an awesome book. And I wish that, you know, we more people would actually just sit down and just read it. I mean, the, the Old Testament is, is basically the history. It's very historical. And the stories are really awesome if people just sit down and read them. But it's, it's, and it's not just this, it's not, see, what some people do is they take it as a history book mm-hmm. or they think they find inconsistencies and they'll, and I know it's the enemy that does this, yeah. to find things that look inconsistent to them and they'll start talking about how inconsistent it is and it's really not the word of God. Well, that's just the spirit of argument. Right. It's just the spirit trying to find fault. But the thing of it is, is that if you understand, if you study to show yourself approved like it says in in i think it's in book of peter if you study to show yourself approved then you're you're taking 
things, not just one verse at a time, but you're putting all of the things that God says together. Mm -hmm. Because if you find it in the Old and the New Testament, it's for today. Right. right? So, and the same thing, even in the Old Testament, if you find the same kind of thing happening repeatedly, that's two witnesses there that a man of God who knew his covenant talked to God out of what he planned to do. That's, that's the truth because it says yeah. when two or three witnesses are established, you know, that's where the truth is. The mm -hmm. truth is established. Right. And that's what they're, they were both men. They didn't know each other. Two different times in, two different times in history. But they both did the same thing because they knew who he was. First, um, Psalm 103 says that the people saw the acts of, of God, but Moses knew his ways. Mm. If I see you do something that looks out of character, that I think is out of character to you, mm -hmm. but I know you, then I would be, I'm going to be more inclined to go, even if I don't understand what Cheryl just did, I know she had a reason. Yeah. And if, if, if at some point she may feel that she can share it with me. But if I only know what you did, then I might say, oh, Cheryl, look what Cheryl did. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the wrong spirit. Yeah. Of course. Right. But the, the, the difference is if you know the, their ways, then you know that that person did something because they were led to do it or because, you know, they saw something you didn't see. They understood something you didn't understand. You're far more willing to say there was a reason. I may not understand it, but there was a reason. Yeah. Whereas if you just see the person do it and don't know them, then automatically that, you know, oh, my God, look what they did. Right. There's been a lot of instances of that, you know, people doing things out of character that we look at it and we think, and that's, what are they doing? That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. But there was a reason they did. And a lot of the reason is God said, go do it. And God doesn't always tell us why he tells us to do things. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of a, of a story of a woman who was, she was in some store and I don't remember, I don't remember what kind of store it was. I think it was like a Walmart and she was feeling really down and she was at just kind of at, at the end of her rope and she was giving up on life and she was crying out to the Lord in the middle of that Walmart. And she said, Lord, if you're real and you hear me, then I want you to make somebody come in here and stand on their head in the middle of this aisle. And if they do that, then I will know that you're real and that you hear me. Well, so here's this guy who had been in Walmart and he had left and he's, you know, driving home and the Lord tells him, go back. <laughs> and he's like, why? Why do I need to go back? And he's like, go back. So the man turns around and he goes back at, he goes back to Walmart and he goes back inside Walmart. Lord told him to go back inside. So he tells him, he tells him to walk over to this specific aisle. And then he tells him, so he walks over to the aisle and he's being obedient to the Lord. And then he says, I want you to do a handstand right here. And he's like, what? 
Lord, why would I do a handstand right here? And he's like, just do it. So the man says, okay, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you say. And he did it. And this woman happens to come around the corner and see him standing there on his head. You know, he's doing his handstand right there in the middle of the aisle. Right. And it just, you know, it, it broke her to the point of where she finally realized, hey, God is real and he does care. You right. know, so they were, he was able to, they were able to meet, you know, and he was able to minister to her. And you know, I, I mean, it's a really awesome story, but that just goes to show that, you know, sometimes God will ask you to do things that, that you don't understand or that other people aren't going to understand, but there's a reason for it. You know, I, I know there's times when I go to put something on and happened to me earlier this week, I was getting ready for work and I was going to put one thing on and the Lord said, no, wear that. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> wear that. I don't know why. I still don't know why I did that, but I was led to, to switch gears as I was getting dressed. And sometimes it, it's something simple, like, you know, the person, it was just somebody that you were going to see, and it, that that particular outfit or that particular color just ministered to them. You don't know. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> this is really good. bothering me that I can't find that, that reference about Gomorrah. I don't know how to spell Gomorrah, so I'm, that's part of my problem. G-O-M-O-R-A, I think. Yeah, I think it's got a, either Could another be M or another R in it, but I'm not finding it in what I'm looking at. So yeah. I, I'm going to have to just let it go, I guess. Lord, if you want me to share that, you're going to have to show me where the reference is because I can't find it. But the thing of it is, I mean, you saw what I posted on that on that platform that we're both on, mm -hmm. I posted today. And the summary of that was, be who God's called you to be. Quit being cowed by what's been going on. Quit being, being uh, afraid to speak up. Right. Quit being, quit being um, silent when you should be speaking. And one of the, the, the things that was brought up in that post, and it wasn't mine, I found it and I, I posted it because it, it spoke to me. Right. It talked about the Old Testament um, heroes, David in particular. And he said, if, if somebody like David, the warrior like David, saw what people are doing today, they would cringe. Right. Because their <laughs> life was not easy either. <laughs> oh, definitely not. And they didn't have a lot of the advantages that we have today. That's true. But I think back then, you know, and I could be wrong, but, and I, well, I, on the one hand, you know, they, they took God very seriously back then. Yes. You they, know, they did. didn't have all the distractions of the modern world. You no, know, I can't, I can't see David when having some, somebody come up to him to talk to him and he says, hold it. I'm, I need to finish this text. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, I mean, you know, David was a, a teenager when he stood up against Goliath. Yeah. And for 40 days and 40 nights, 
all the the soldiers, the ones that were older and seasoned soldiers, ran away from Goliath for forty days and forty nights. He he tormented them and mocked them and you know tried to bully them, and they let him. And David came came smelling like sheep dip. <laughs> you know, a shepherd with a with a a, um, a slingshot and a stone and a sack, and says, "What's going on here? Why are you guys doing this?" And this is Vivian version. Mm-hmm. Why Why are you doing this? Why are you Why is no, no one standing up against this? This uncircumcised Philistine. He brought that to to their attention. Because covenant is serious and was serious in those days. It's still serious today, but we've lost in our, in our ability to, to progress. We have lost the importance of covenant. Right. And the reason he brought up that uncircumcised Philistine was he was making a point of why are all of you who have a covenant with God and are circumcised not standing up against this person who does not have a covenant. That's what he was saying. Right. Otherwise, he would have never brought it up. Right. Circumcision is not something you bring up in normal conversation. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you don't go around asking people if they're circumcised or not. No, you don't. But he made, that was the reason he brought that up. Mm-hmm. He was saying to them, in, in essence, you have a covenant. He does not. What is your problem? Amazing. And that's what that post reminded me of. Was, you know, someone like David would would be cringing right now to see what people are doing. That's true. And he would. Yeah, absolutely. I, they all would. I mean, the only, as far as I know, the only ones that still circumcise their, their babies for that reason for you know to remember the covenant or Jewish people that mm-hmm. have the the, the moil come when the baby's so many days old I think it's eight days old but eight days know. old yeah yeah they have the moil come and do, they do that but people people do it for other reasons medical reasons or you know health reasons or whatever but they don't understand the difference I mean it's very different for the Jewish baby being circumcised versus, you know, a baby that's born in the hospital. Yeah. Because it's, it, the, the meaning is not there. Right. And we have forgotten the covenant. A lot of us never, because of the, the culture that we're in, we've never understood covenant. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest revelations I had was when I realized that that blood of Jesus that was shed was to seal the covenant between God and me. Right. And if I'm a covenant woman and covenant minded, I can't, I I can't waste time being afraid of anything because there's nothing to be afraid of. Right. God is bound by his covenant. That seems to be something that I'm seeing a lot of lately is, you know, stop being in fear. Stop worrying. And a lot of people don't realize that worry and fear is one and the same. Yeah. 
Because when you're worrying, you're not trusting God. Right. And if you're not trusting God, you're in fear. <laughs> right. Faith is trusting God. Yeah. So it's one or the other. You can't be both. It's true. We just we are at a time though where you know we can't afford to to cower and shrink back and you know let the let the enemy have his way or continue to have his way. Um, we're just at a critical time. We're at we a very are. critical time in in history. It's been critical, but it, every day that passes, I feel the 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 um, import of how how absolutely critical it is. Mm-hmm. I don't feel pressure, but I, but I can sense in my spirit how absolutely essential it is not to back off. Yeah. There comes a point in everyone's life where there's a last stand for whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I feel like we're at the last stand for this, for this, for the nation as well as the world. Yeah. And one of the things that Post talked about, too, was you can't be in a bubble and just pretend like it doesn't exist because it does, what we're dealing with does exist. And that's not what you were called to do as a, as a believer. Right. Well, you know, it's something we've been talking about for a while is that people are still sticking their head in the sand. And they don't want to deal with what's going on. And and where, how far, how, how much improvement has that made for them in their lives? Well, it's not. Up to it's... How has that worked for them so far? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem to be working very well. No, not at all. So, so if it's not working, then quit doing that and do something different. <laughs> right. Well, we've, we've all been called to do something in this time right now. And if you feel like, you know, you haven't been called for something, you know, you're here for a time, for such a time as this. God has placed you here at this point in history, this point in time, that where you have a work to do. You know, he, he anointed us all to do something for him. Right. And a lot of people, well, I just don't know what it is. Well, I've felt that way many times. And sometimes I still feel like I don't know what it is. But, you know, I just, I keep going and I keep, you know, Lord, I'm going to be faithful in whatever it is I'm doing today. Correct. One day and, at a time. It's a walk by faith. Yeah. It's not a run to God like like some people do to a psychic, which is totally demonic. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, God, lay out the next 75 years for me so i know exactly what to do every day right it's not going to happen that way no would you turn to act six uh, 17 for me please acts 17 mm-hmm. okay because that's there's no faith in that right having it all laid out before you there's no faith in that whatsoever true okay i'm here where do i need to go Read verse 26 for me. I'm going to read it in mine, but I want to hear what yours says. 26. Okay. <clears throat> it says, from one man, 
He created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. Interesting. It says in the King James, and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed. The times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. From the foundation of the earth, he appointed the time you would live in. Right. And he chose where you would live. Right. We're in two different states. Yeah. What are the, what are the quote, chances in the natural of the two of us ever meeting, ever? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right now, probably not very high. Most of your life you lived in Texas. You lived in Nashville for a while. Yeah. Any place else? Oklahoma. Okay. That it? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. You've lived in three states. I've lived in six. He's never been to Washington, Oregon, or California to live. No. No. You've never been to Georgia to live. Mm -mm. You've never been to Utah to live. Nope. But you have been in Texas. I have. So God brings this um, <laughs> northerner with no, with no uh, lingo, no y'all or any of that to Texas <laughs> from Oregon. Right. To meet you. Uh-huh. Think about that. When you and I were both at that ministry that we won't name, I had someone call and I was answering phones and she was from the, the UK. She was planning to come to a meeting and she wanted to know if there was any way she could arrange to have a roommate because she was coming on a shoestring budget from the UK. Yeah. And I said to her, we don't have, I don't have any way of helping you with that. However, what if you, when you get here, there is a board that we, that we always have in the main lobby and people can leave messages for one another or leave a, a note and people read the board and they respond. So maybe you'll get a roommate that way, but there's nothing that I can do to facilitate the roommate. Yeah. We had a nice chat and I hung up the phone. When I hung up the phone, I said, Lord, I really like this lady. I said, help her do what she needs to do. I prayed for her. And I said, Lord, you know, it would really be nice if I got to meet Elizabeth face to face. So the week of the meeting comes. And the Sunday before the meeting started, which it always started on a Monday, mm -hmm. I was at church and I was part of the guest services booth. And I was manning my, my time at the guest services booth on a Sunday morning. Right. And you know how short I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, five, for those who don't know, I'm 5'2". And, and, and I stand tall to be 5'2". 
Um, and this very um, slender, very tall woman, almost six feet, I would say probably 5'10", 5 5'11", 5 comes to the booth. And she starts asking questions about the church and about the meeting. She had a, a British accent. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, is your name Elizabeth? And she looked at me and she blinked and she says, are you Vivian? And we both, she had hung up the phone and said the same thing. Wow. What are the chances in the natural of a woman from the UK being a woman from who lives in Texas? That we both spoke to each other one time on the phone. Right. But when I hung up, and she hung up. We activated Matthew eighteen nineteen. Turn to Matthew eighteen nineteen so that you can read it for those who don't know what that says. Okay. Please. I gotcha. <clears throat> okay, you want me to go ahead and read it? Yes. All right. It says, I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. It only takes two. And they both have to be on earth. Right. And Elizabeth and I qualified. Wow. This is the same God. The one who did that is the same God who delivered David from Goliath. Same God who parted the Red Sea. Killed all the Egyptians and let the, the Hebrew children escape with all the goods. If this is the same God who did all this and did many more things, but those are the things I'm thinking of at this moment. Can't he take care of us in this time? right he sure can if he can't then we've wasted a lot of time serving a god who can't do that but i don't believe that <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe that no if you try to talk me out of this i came too late for the for you for this because i yeah. already believe it it's too late he said he's the same yesterday today and forever In the natural, what are what are the odds? I don't even know how to how to calculate the. I odds. don't think you can. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. I don't know. I don't know how to calculate the odds of you and I meeting and forming a friendship. And we've both been away from that ministry for a number of years. Mm -hmm. You left before I did, but we both. Yeah. I've been away for a lot of years. Right. I mean, what are the odds? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, you know, I do believe in a divine appointment. I do too. Absolutely. My so I don't think anything is to chance. No, there is no. There are two words in the Hebrew language that don't exist. In it. They exist in English, but they don't exist in Hebrew. 
mm-hmm. know what those words are? No. Coincidence and retirement. Hmm. Now that's a sila, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you know when when Jesus said in in um, Mark eleven twenty four, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you say, you you, I don't want to misquote that. Let me look it up. Mark eleven twenty four. Okay. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever. You know the word things in the in what it actually is in the Hebrew? Hmm, what's that? Words. Really? Yes. Wow. We have lived so far below our privileges, it's not even funny. That's true, unfortunately. And as I've been listening to Julie more and more, the one thing that the Lord keeps saying through her is, come up higher. Come up higher. He said that multiple times in the in the prophecies I've listened to. Yeah. We've settled for some for living far below. Well, who we are. But you don't get come up higher. You don't get there by cowering in fear when somebody threatens you. Wow. I mean, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. And Romans 8... Starting at verse 16. No, 15. No, 14. <laughs> <laughs> Romans 8. I'll start at 14, but I, I intend to go somewhere else, but the Lord keeps backing me up, as you can tell. Yeah. So Romans 8, starting at verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ or with the anointed one, if so be that we suffer with, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. This is where we are historically right now. Wow, that's good. The earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Start at verse 14 and read that in yours, please. All right. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. 
So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Okay, that verse, verse 19, read that again slowly. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. And it's about to happen. Yeah. They have no answers. They're scrambling right now trying to cover up the lies. And every word of prophecy I've heard recently deals with, I know all your secrets, and they're all being revealed. Right. The light always dispels the darkness. Right. And every single bit of it is coming out into the light. It, it, it is, excuse me, it is all coming out. It is. And it's going to, and what's going to happen is it's going to be so, so much. There's going to be so much of it. And so fast. And so fast. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to find out, you know, things that you and I already know about, but um, other people will find out some of the things that we, we already know. And it's, they're going to be so horrific that is going to cause a lot of people, even Christians, to have a major case of cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. That you're not going to be able to process it. It's going to be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be psychologically... Uh, Well, very, very difficult psychologically for people to comprehend. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Well, that's a good one, too. Yeah. But what we have to understand is that these things have to come out. Mm-hmm. They have they to be have revealed. To. They have to. And I would just encourage everybody that when that's happening, uh, cling to the Lord. Cling to Jesus because you're going to need him. If you're already in a mindset that you're listening to the Lord and turning off mainstream media, you're going to be far more ready and prepared for all that's being revealed. Right. Because the Lord will not leave us nor forsake us. Right. And he told us, ask me of things to, to come concerning my sons, concerning the work of my hands, command you me, Isaiah 45, 11, and... We can command the hand of the Lord against the things that are coming up against us. 
and we can ask for things to come. He will tell us the things we need to know. He will give us the wisdom we need. Right. And we can walk right through this untouched. If we know the word of God and we know our covenant, we know he cannot fail us. Right. Because for like, I, he, I, the Lord had me share, I don't know, a number of podcasts ago. He told me, if I fail to fulfill one promise to someone who is standing on the word of God, that makes me a liar. And the father of all liars is Satan. And I am not going to let him take this whole thing over. All of it has to come to pass. Yeah. Everything you're standing for, I'm standing for, people in the body of Christ are standing for. If they're using scripture and standing in faith, he has to fulfill his word. Amen. Has to. Yeah. And all that has to happen prior to um, prior to the end of uh, end of before the rapture. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, Charles Caps has gone on to be with the Lord. He's he left when I was still at the ministry, so I want to say he went to heaven. I believe it was 2013. 13? Okay. I was trying to remember. I was thinking 14, but okay, 13. So he's been gone almost nine years now, roughly nine years. Right before he passed, a couple of years, I shouldn't say right before, a couple of years before he passed, the Lord started dealing with him about talking about um, the, 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 the profile, the, the, the biblical profile for the rapture in the end times. He's been teaching on it on his show, on his broadcast for the last two weeks. And if you're curious about what the word says about right before, he says, quit telling me that the word rapture is not in the Bible. He says, because the word rapture is the take, is referred to as the taking away. And it's all through the scripture, Old and New Testament. When the Lord, I remember when the Lord started dealing with him about that because it was right around the time that the Twin Towers were, were demolished. Uh-huh. It was it was either right before or right after that that he started this series originally because I remember that the, the I was watching him minister on the prophetic profile of what's happening at the time, you know, before the rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that program was interrupted because of the Twin Towers. So he originally started teaching it right before that took place. Mm-hmm. And I had not seen it in a long time. But the, when he, the Lord started dealing with him, because he had been ministering on words for decades. And the Lord right. said, I want, you to, I want you to start talking about this. He says, well, we have all kinds of people in the body of Christ that are talking about the end times. You know, you don't need me to teach about it. He goes, yes, I do need you to teach about it because... I'm going to show you some things that they have never discussed at all. And the Lord started revealing to him the, the uh, I forget how he, he calls it a specific term, and I can't think of it at the moment. <clears throat> but it's the biblical profile taking the Old Testament to see the blueprint for what's going to happen right before mm-hmm. the rapture. Yeah. 
And he spends, he spent a lot of time studying that out because the Lord told him, no one's teaching it the way I want it taught. Right. And I want you to teach it this way. So that's been on his broadcast. If you, do you, do you have Roku? I don't remember if you do or not. No, I don't. Okay. If you go to a Charles Capps um, ministry, I think you can catch it on that. I know you can catch it on the, the, um, the Big network. Chance. Yeah. But you won't be able to catch the past ones on the network. You'll only be catch the one from this week. I didn't think right. about it at the time when we started teaching it last week. I would have, you know, texted you and said, watch it. But I would encourage you to, to, to see that because the way he just, he teaches it is different than the way we've been taught in the past. And he gets into very much the biblical blueprint from the Old Testament and connects it to the rapture. Wow. Um, and, you know, like, he, like, I remember at the time when he taught it originally, he says, I really argue with the Lord about it because I felt like I, you know, I've, I've only been talking about words. I'm just an ex-farmer, Lord. What do I know about the end times? And the Lord said, well, I'll teach you if you let me. <laughs> so, so that's when he started teaching about it. But it's, it's a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to be afraid of. I remember before my mother passed, I tried to talk to her about the, the rapture and, you know, the things that were coming at the end times. And she absolutely was so afraid of it. She was terrorized by the very thought of it. Really? Yeah. To her, that this world was all there was. And she was deathly afraid of going to heaven or, you know, going, passing on. She mm-hmm. was deathly afraid of, of any kind of talk about the end times. The, the denomination I grew up in didn't ever discuss it at all. And she just, she was, she did get born again, but she, it was right at the very tail end. Yeah. So she didn't have any time to grow. So, and a lot of people, that's another one of those things that people want to be an ostrich about. Some people that in my family, I can't discuss the, I can't discuss the rapture because they just completely freeze with fear. Yeah. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> right. Every time somebody passes in my family, my son says, I'm jealous. They get to be out of here and, and <laughs> out of this nasty world and be with be with Jesus. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> they have to put up with all this stuff. Yeah. But we're here for we're here for a reason. And that's that's why I had you read Acts 17, 26. Because it was, God put us here to be a part of the manifestation of the sons of God. Right. And we're not going to be able to manifest the sons of God sitting in a corner being afraid. Or like those people I saw, you know, in a church service with masks on. Yeah. that's That's not what God wants. No, that's still that's still fear. It is. It absolutely is. And we have protection. We have Psalm ninety one. Among others. Among others, yeah. That that that's I mean, always the one that comes the to mind first. I always think of, but yeah, you know, First Peter two twenty four says, "By his stripes you were healed." That's past tense, right? If we were healed, then why why do we need to 
do all that for? Amen. So I guess I don't know what, what we're going to end up, how the Lord's going to have me name this one, but it boils down to stand up and be who you were called to be. While you still have time to stand up and be who you're called to be, because you don't know the number of people you're affecting. Right. You don't know who's watching you. Right. And the people that are affected by you in a good way because you're doing what you're called to do, you don't know how many people they know that you don't know. <laughs> so you have no idea how many people you're truly affecting. Right. And if you're sitting in a corner scared to, to move, petrified, in fear, you're also giving witness. And only God knows how many people you're affecting. Right. And not in a good way. Yeah. That's something people need to think about. Seriously. Because you have no idea what your words and your actions are doing to other people. It's true. I didn't mean to be so somber at the end here, but <laughs> so we're going to, I think we're going to leave it for now leave for, for today. I will say this as a reminder, you can find free resources at vivianlmiller.com. My books are there. Free resources are there. Get in the word of God. It is the only thing you can depend on in this day that we're living in. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you're in the word of God, the more faith you're building in your own spirit so that you can withstand whatever the enemy throws in your path. And regardless of what the enemy throws in your path, the Lord is faithful. Cheryl found that out this week. Amen. Every day, if, you, if we think about it, every one of us has at least one thing that we're seeing that the Lord is faithful about something that's happened that day where the Lord's been faithful right so until next time be encouraged walk by faith walk courageously step forward and be all that you can be and defeat the darkness <laughs>